Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Female Sopreneurs Growing Their Business. This time we have Abigail Mensabonsu Ulmer, the goddess codes activator. Oh my God. Welcome, Abigail. <laughs> Hello, my dear sister. Hello. Thank oh, you for having me. It's, it's so excited to be here. Yes. So <laughs> Abigail brings the soul into soulpreneur. I mean, she, her soul is bigger than her body, bigger than life. <laughs> I'm so excited to share Abigail, her energy, her soul with all of you listeners today, where we will be diving into goddess codes, goddess energy, divine feminine energy, but also the practical male energy that we all need in our lives and in our businesses. I know that you are the founder of Moon Goddess Publishing and the Moon Goddess Academy, which already sounds amazing like it is, but you also are a spiritual guide and mentor goddess activator multi-dimensional healer and intuitive you have your own podcast you're an international best-selling author and publisher and you work with influential women creating conscious heart-centered impact in the world to support them with spiritual tools to align protect and amplify their light purpose and legacy in the world so you take women on a journey to come home to themselves that is I such an amazing work. I am at all like everything you do, because everybody should know you're also a mom of a little one. He's four years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you also later on have to share how you run your business and create so much impact being a mom at the same time. I'm very much interested. Of course. I would love to. <laughs> oh, but first, like, what's your path? Where did you come from? How did you start your business? Like all of it. I want to listen to all of oh, it. Oh, man. I'm like, where where, where should I start? <laughs> exactly. It's a huge story. <laughs> If we're talking about in terms of business-wise, how I got to where I am. So actually, my journey began as me going to school to become a med medical doctor. Mm. So I, you know, like I, like. Growing up, that, that was my vision, become a doctor, become a doctor. And both of my parents are nurses. So I was always surrounded by nurses and doctors. And it was just fascinating watching them, you know, help others heal when they got sick. Although my version of a doctor was very different. You know, this, there were things that I could do that didn't require me to give someone medicine to do it. Now, you know, we, there's a good, there's a reason why we have medicine. It is needed, right. you know, right. <laughs> but you know, when it comes to, when it comes down to some things, it's like, you just need that medicine. But there are some things that I understood about the body that I wanted to really dive into. Now I can say it that way because mm -hmm. I understand why I went down that road. And so, you know, in college, I majored in psychology and pre-med. And, wow. you know, I did the whole thing. <laughs> Psychology, you know, I started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the pre-med. That's why I'm here, you know, go to med school. And then I took, you know, how you can take the intro to psychology, like the first to kind of tease you. And I was like, I want to dive into the human mind. Mm. Like it just drew me in. So I became, I did the double major thing. And I feel like the psychology kept me sane, you know, <laughs> because the pre-med just kicked my booty. You know, it was intense. You could tell the pre-med kids from anywhere. <laughs> it was intense. So um, after college, you know, I, well, this would be before I graduated, I started like um, shadowing doctors to kind of see how it works. And 
I've always been fortunate to come in contact with some of the most amazing people. There were two doctors. One was a man, one was a woman, which is very interesting. The man, oh my gosh, he used to annoy me, but he was really good. He would annoy me because he would quiz me, you know, and I hated it. I was like, stop quizzing me, <laughs> you know, but he was really cool. We would laugh all the time. But one time she, he asked me, He's like, so why do you want to become a doctor? I was like, that's easy. So I can teach people how their body can heal itself. So that I can teach people that their own body can do that job. And he's like, that is incredible. But I got to tell you this, <laughs> in this field, you would not be able to do it. And yeah. at that point, I mean, it was like the the glass ceiling, like someone just shattered it. Like someone just, it, it, not a glass ceiling, but like my vision, like someone just threw a rock in there. It's right. like, so what, what do you mean by that? And he's like, there's just too much rules that you have to follow. You would not be able to tell your, your patient that, Hey, <laughs> you know, by the way, you know, if you try this and that your body will heal itself, that that's not going to work. And wow. So I started thinking about it. And then the next time I went to shadow, I shadowed the other doctor, the woman. And again, the question came up again. I was like, okay, I guess this is the week for that question. you know. <laughs> and again, I told her the same thing, you know, really excited. She's like, you, you sound so excited about this, but sweetie, it would not, they won't allow you to do that. And she's like, you would be an amazing doctor. You'd, you would be one of the doctors that, you know, that is needed in this time, but there's no space for that. You, there's a lot of rules that will prevent you from doing that. And she's like, why don't you look into more holistic medicine, like osteopathic medicine, which at that point, I think it was just osteopathic. Yeah. Osteopathic was at the closest to MD. And mm. so the next career, yeah, the next career, what do you call it? Like the the career fair that they did in the school, I started to look at osteopathic programs and it was still, you know, like, even though that's supposed to be more holistic, it was still like the Western medicine. It's just, they add a little bit, you know, of the holistic practices in there, but it's not as much. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to graduate. And then I will, you know, find a job in the field. And then I'll just, see where I go with that. I'm just going to continue to. So I graduated and I was able to get a job at like two places. The first place was like um, an old people's home, assisted living kind of thing. And it was divine. I only worked there for a little bit before I moved back to Denver. After about a year, I was like, I got a job at one. It's called the number one respiratory um, hospital in the world. It's National Jewish Health. And so I saw it. I, I just felt it. And so I wrote myself, you know, I would write myself these intentions in the present tense. And I was like, I, you know, I am going to apply. I got accepted. I'm so excited. And, you know, this is the, the pay that they were offering, but I asked for this and they gave it to me. And that's exactly what happened. Oh my God. And on top of that, I worked with the most incredible women. I mean, it was like beautiful. <laughs> and I worked there for two and a half years. And of course, as I'm there, you know, one of the girls that was with me, she also wanted to go to med school and I mentored her and she got into med school and she went. And this whole time I'm like, what am I doing? Like, okay, I'm, I'm in the field, I'm still learning, you know? And so um, 
around that time I met my first spiritual teacher, I would go to meditation classes. And then I started doing deeper work. She's a shaman. Um, and we started doing this thing called soul path journeys. And it, I mean, that's where we really like dive into ancestral lineage and what, what are you here to do? So what does that look like? And we go to the past, we look at what I've been. And there was a lot of past lives where I was a medicine woman. <laughs> like a lot I'm of them. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. That's so And then on top of that, the, my lineage is both my dad's side and my mom's side, just medicine women going down. Um, and it was so powerful and so clear that she's like, why don't you just go and Google and type in herbs or her herbal program or something? I was like, okay, you know, medicine woman working with the earth and all of that. So that's what I'm thinking. So I went on Google at some point in that week and I typed in herbs, you know, herb program or something like that. And a school, I mean, one school popped up and it like just captured my attention. And it's the traditional Chinese medicine school that I ended up going to. It was so interesting that in that week I saw it, I applied for it. They called me in for an interview that same week and I got admitted on the spot. And so it was like, and then it was like a week later, classes were starting. Like it was like, bam, bam, bam. I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing Chinese medicine. <laughs> That's wild. I love it. Yeah. So I ended up um, learning about acupuncture and also the herbal aspect of it, which is that's what drew me in. But then I ended up also learning about the acupuncture part, which is about the, the energetic nature of the body and then using the needles to heal. I mean, it, it's like opposite of West, what I learned in Western medicine, but it also made sense. You know, Western medicine is like physical. What I see is what I treat. And Chinese medicine is like, I'm going to go deeper. This is where, this is the root of it. And I'm going to treat that root of it. Right. You know, and so it's like by treating the root of it, everything begins to unravel and get better because this is where it's from. And it's like overall health. If you if you do that at the beginning, before you even get sick, you're gold because it will keep you in that optimum health. I mean, it just blew my mind what I learned there. And then the herbal part, it, it was freaking awesome. So this is the funny part. So at the end of our program, um, when we were getting ready to graduate, I had a mentor there too. Amazing, amazing man. He would teach me all the cool stuff. You know, people would be like, oh, what's that? He's like, mind your own business. You're not ready for that yet, you know? <laughs> and so one day I was like, hey, Jim, so do you think I'm going to be a good acupuncturist? And he looks at me and he's like, no. No. And I was like, what the? <laughs> no way. What do you mean by no? What? And he's like, you, we would be so fortunate to have you in the field, but you know that this is not what you're supposed to do. No. And at that point, I already had this, I mean, through working with uh, patients who will come through the clinic, I had an idea that my work didn't involve me putting needles in people every day. Like it right. went beyond that. Like my clients, my patients in the student clinic, you don't have your own patients, like whoever comes through because we're learning. But people will request me. And when they would lay on my table, you know, like I can't help it. Energy just flows through. It's not, I can't control it. And they would feel it and they will feel better. And sometimes they will even feel like I put the needles in them before I even begin, you know, and all I'm doing is just putting divine light in them and creating that space for the healing. Amazing. And they would leave 
feeling just incredible, you know? And so I had a feeling that I knew that I wanted to do more than just be stuck to one modality, one right. way of bringing healing. So when he said that, even though it's a bit hurt, because I was like, oh, again, mm-hmm. here we go again, you know, I still, I still, it's like, okay. So at that point, I mean, it took me two years. It took me two years to really come to terms that I guess the spiritual thing is really what I'm supposed to do. It was a deep healing. I felt like betrayed. I felt hurt. I was like, spirit, well, why didn't you just lead me straight to, you know, like why all these windy roads? Now, I learned a lot. The tools that I have now, not a lot of spiritual mentors can say that I have a background in, you know, psychology and so Western true. medicine and Chinese medicine, you know, that when I am I'm bringing light to heal your body, I know exactly where it's going. I know what, what that organ is doing. I know, like, I can see all of that. You know, not a lot of people have that background. So it definitely sets me apart. And I love it. I still love the medicine. I still study it for fun. You know, like, the human body is, yeah, the human body just fascinates me. Yeah. It completely fascinates me. So after two years of coming to terms and be like, okay, I forgive you, spirit. <laughs> you know, and spirit is like, whatever. <laughs> like you knew. <laughs> like, stop it. But I was like, fine. I am I'm gonna stop fighting this. Just tell me what to do. And you know, even throughout grad school. So something I was doing is like my classmates. I would teach them tricks on, you know, for example, how to protect themselves when they go to clinic. So they're not taking on the energy of the, you know, people who came in who were sick and they would always ask me for tips. And so eventually they asked me to do a meditation group for them. So I started teaching that in the school and then the Dean found out and it's like, why don't you, why why don't we open that for the entire student? And I was like, okay. And so more people started coming and they're like, well, why don't we open it to the community so that if, you know, the, especially the patients who come in, if they want to come, they can come. I was like, okay, fine. So I was doing that in school. Amazing. And my friends were like, you know, you know, you can get paid for doing that. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is fun for me. I no one is gonna pay me to teach them about the angels and you know, like their past lives and and, and meditation. Like, who's who's gonna do that? Like, this is fun for me. And it, you know, it it was in demand. So after I graduated, I just sat with me for two years trying wow. to figure things out you know, and doing, you know, the meditation still, I kind of had a practice in my head. I was like, well, maybe spiritually changes mine. And then I can, you know, go back and finish my boards and, you know, all of that. So I started this, you know, in person um, practice and people will come in and see me and we'll do healing on each other and I'll counsel them. I would do readings, intuitive readings. And it, it became more and more that that was what I was meant to do. And wow. it just, I just surrendered to it. I mean, it took me two years. <laughs> it wasn't oh. like, okay. You know? <laughs> what are we talking? Like, how old were you once you started with your own business then? This would have been, let's see, I graduated from the grad program. I think it's like almost 10 years now. So it would be nine years with, with that whole process of, okay, yeah. I can't be a, you know, I'm not meant to be a medicine, you know, medical doctor. I'm not meant to be an acupuncturist. So what yeah. the heck am I supposed to do? Is this even a real thing to be a spiritual 
I mean, I, w- I didn't even call myself a spiritual healer then. I just said healer and to do this thing and be paid for it. And it was just playing with it. So, you know, I did the in-person thing. And then two years later, Spirit was like, you need to bring it online because you need to get in touch with more people. More people need to experience your work. Definitely. And so I moved online. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it from then on. It's just like, okay. <laughs> Okay, one step at a time, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. So basically, yeah. most of your 20s, you were trying to figure out what is your path. And even though it was already aligned with medicine and acupuncture, they always said, no, 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 that's not your path. And then as of your 30s, you found yourself and what you're supposed to be doing. Yes, it, it sounds like it's very interesting when I hear you say you found yourself because it was such a, yeah. I feel like I'm still on that journey of understanding my goal, you know? Yeah, it's like still uncovering what is this? Because I feel like there's still more, you know? Oh, definitely. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we've been talking for a while, so probably almost a year now we know each other. I know you were born in Ghana and you were always super attuned to the spirit world. You told me you had dreams, spirits came to see you. They wanted help to step into the light, cross over. Tell me a bit about that. Like, how did that start? How did it feel? How did you know what to do at that moment? Isn't that funny? So now that, you know, because when you talk about your journey, you start to get things, you know, click things is because I call myself um, a spirit child. I was born in spirit, which means the spirit world is still is my true world that I operate in. This physical reality is is more like the game that I'm in. <laughs> Like, it's real to me. You know, when you hear people say, oh, we're just here to experience and then we'll return. You know, for me, it's like real because I still live in that spirit world. Like that world is so real to me. So growing up like that, that was my, like Archangel Mikael and I, we've been like this since I was young. You know, like he was so real to me and right Mm -hmm. there with me. And Jesus, oh, I call him JC. You know, he was always with me. Um, this happened especially at nighttime yes. and it wasn't like the spirit would come to me I would go to them so I would go there with Archangel Mikael and you know guide them like hey this is where you need to go and some of them were really good like I enjoyed those but there were times there was like no <laughs> you know like they would chase me around and it was very scary and being I mean, I was very young to be doing this work. I did it all the way till I came to the U.S. So all the way to 15, age 15. Wow. Yeah. And it stopped when I came to the U.S. And you have no idea how happy I was. Because, oh. you know, it, back home in Ghana, they they would do funerals. It was like a whole weekend ordeal. It started on Friday. It ended on Monday where they would bury the body. And so it would be the Friday where they call it the wake that's mm-hmm. when I would, I would go into dream time. And I mean, so I hated it. I could feel it. I hated Fridays. Like, it just like, oh my God, I wish someone could just take me away from all of this. It was like this, ugh. Yeah, every night I would dream and I would take people to the, the other side or guide them to wherever they needed to go. And sometimes the, the demonic ones, that's where Archangel Mikael and his sword will come in, like get away from her, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did all of that, but I had my team that came with me and I, it's almost like they stood behind me so that I could do it myself. So they would only come in when there was a threat. 
you know, and I love that because it helped me to really be confident in my abilities. You know, they weren't, you know, doing it for me and I was kind of hiding behind them. And it also, now that I'm saying that, it's like it boosted the warrior that I am. That is what really that was about. Archangel mm-hmm. Mikael was training me to become the warrior that I am, the warrior of light that I am, because that's another huge part of my gifts. You know, a lot of the things that I do, you know, one of my my friend, my mentor, you know, my client, she's like, most people don't realize what you do in the internal world, but I see it and I want to say thank you. You know, I do a lot in that realm, which helps ease this, this physical realm for people. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. So the mediumship stopped um, when I moved to the U.S. at 15. And I remember that first Friday I went to sleep and it was like, nothing. I woke up and I was like, huh, I'm done. (laughs) That's massive. That's You know, and I, I feel like that, that trend, I mean, I've been a medium and a channel because the channel, you know, like you're a natural channel. So it just comes through, but the channel came online more after that. Let's dive into this channel of yours that is so divine and amazing. Like what was the jump of, you know, connecting to spirits, earthbound spirits, but also the archangels to then connect to the goddess and goddess energy? How did that happen? Yes. So a lot of people look at my work and they feel they, it looks like I've been working with a goddess like all my life. My frequency is goddess frequency. So it doesn't matter what I do. You will sense that very strongly. Mm-hmm. But I actually started out with the masculine, with the divine masculine. I love that. So if you notice, if you notice, even I said Archangel Mikael, I yes. said Jesus. Yes. Like, I mean, Isis was there, but she was kind of like in the background with the big wings, but it was the the divine masculine that I was working with, you know, and even within myself, the divine masculine was very much activated because I was in survival mode, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it wasn't that masculine aspect of myself, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Like he is fearless and just badass. I love him so much. You know, it's so much fire. I mean, the feminine also has fire, but they have to be, you know, the same mirroring each other. So yeah, um, at the beginning, it was that. And so I worked more with Jesus and, you know, Archangel Mikael and the archangels. I mean, I was so in love with the archangels, you know, and they were all masculine energies and they would come in. And it's a lot about protection. I mean, there's a lot of healing that I was still going through and also learning. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work with Jesus, the Christ is huge. It's a big healing um, journey that you're on. So here's the thing. The goddess energy, even that journey did not begin until I felt safe to be in my, my body. Because if you remember at the beginning, I said, I, w- I would spend my time trying to leave this body. Mm. I was walking around with my spirit right here. Wow. And not, like, it was just like this physical body doing its thing in the physical realm. But my spirit was far away. I was mm. not interested. It was probably like age 26, mm-hmm. age 26, when I was like, okay, I've tried all these time to go home. Every time I try to go, Jesus is standing right there. Like, <laughs> go back. You're not done yet. I was like, okay. And this was after an accident, actually. We got the, the car that I was in got rear-handed, rear-ended, and mm-hmm. I got a really bad concussion from it. And the doctor told my sister, because I lived, we shared, you know, a, a condo. My, so the doctor told my sister to, like, wake me up to make sure that I'm good. 
And in my head, I was like, oh, this is it. You know, I get to go home, <laughs> you know. And so that night, I just, I was so excited. And at some point during the night, I felt myself leaving my body. Wow. I just, and I was like, oh, it's happening. And I was like, I hope my sister sleeps through, you know, like just, just doesn't come and wake me up. So I felt my, my, my spirit lifting out of my body. I mean, I was out of my body and all of a sudden I feel a tap on my leg and it's like someone grabbed me and yanked me back into my body. And I hear my sister say, Hey, Hey, are you here? Wake up, wake up. And at that moment, I was like, God dang it. <sighs> That's intense. It's almost like she felt it. Yes. Because if she had even forgotten, like this would have been it. It's like she felt it. And so the next morning I woke up and I was like, God, let's talk. Let's chat here. Serious chat. If I am to stay here, you know, I've tried everything. I'm still here and I know I'm here for a reason. I just don't know exactly why, (laughs) you know, it's like, if I'm going to live, then you're going to help me create the best life I have ever experienced. Oh my goodness. I love that. And so that was like, that began a whole journey for me. Through that journey is when I started meeting my spiritual teacher, like the shaman helped me really come into my body and anchor into my body and begin to learn to navigate through the physical body and and the physical reality and be here. Like I I just, every time I look at that, it's like, what a gift. If that wouldn't have happened, none of the other things would have. Like she helped me be the tree, root down and connect above with my branches, like really be here. And it wasn't easy because it was very new to me. And it was scary too mm-hmm. to be in this body and navigate it. And it's like, oh my gosh. But she helped me do that. And from there, I met my spiritual teacher who she's the one who helped me remember my spiritual gifts and what it plays in this lifetime. And I say remember because it if you go to a mystery school, it's usually to learn about your spiritual gifts. And for me, it was like, I knew it already, you know, yeah. like she would teach something and I would do, I would do that. And then I'll take it to the next level and the next level. It used to piss her off. Cause she's like, just do the beginners, <laughs> you know? And for me, I'm like, Oh, I remember this, you know, but again, I had to be my body yes. before the next phase. So it was in the mystery school that in the hype on the high priestess path, that the goddess started to really come through. So actually when we started getting DNA activations mm-hmm. and my lineage is connected to Mary Magdalene. So she showed up. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Isis showed up. Of course, I call them the sisterhood of the rose because it's like a collective of beautiful goddesses mm-hmm. who have the same frequency of energy. It's just it's so whew, beautiful, you know? And so they came in very strongly. And once I got initiated as a high priestess, it really anchored that frequency within me. And I began to navigate from them. Of course, it came to me naturally because that's who I am. It's my frequency. But that couldn't have happened if I did not get into my body. So the body is very, very important when it comes to working with the goddess energy and bringing through the frequency. In order to be in the body, you have to feel safe. And the masculine aspect of myself and also the, the divine consciousness is what helped me feel safe in my body. Wow. So all of what you learned to embody yourself, you now help 
women yes. who do the same, be it in their lives, be it in their businesses. Yeah. Uh, Did you know that I actually, I fought that. I was like, why, why do I have to only, it came in very clear. You are supposed to work with women this lifetime. I was like, why? Everybody can learn this. Like, why do I have to just choose one? You know, especially being a manifesting yeah. generator. Why? Why? Exactly. And eventually I just, I was like, okay, fine. You know, because I noticed it was just women that would come. I mean, a couple of men here and there, but it was mostly women. I was like, mm. okay, okay. I, I will listen. You lead the way. <laughs> you know? I but yeah, it. I fought it for a while. Yeah. I was like, men need it too. They do. <laughs> but, you know, this lifetime, not even this lifetime, where we are right now because of how um, women have been shut down and turned off, let's put it that way, by society, by by the masculine concept, mm -hmm. you know, that has been ingrained into society. And we've always heard the 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 goddess is rising up, the divine feminine is rising up. That's really what it means is us, us coming into our, what it means to be a woman, why we chose to be a woman, why we chose to allow the feminine to step in front and the masculine behind protecting the feminine. That's really what a woman is. Mm -hmm. The masculine is behind. Like I always see my masculine has wings. So he's like this and my feminine is standing in like the goddess she is and just, leaning on him like she oh. is confident and this is the dynamic that we are creating within us so we're not pushing the masculine aside and being like oh exactly. feminine I'm all feminine no yes. you know it's like yes. is this ah, is this beautiful dance that they're constantly doing and it shows on the outside too you need the masculine energy to get anything done Mm -hmm. Any like they have that strength, the fire to get things. Done. Not not to say that women we don't, but they they have that. And if we can be women and receive the seeds, we still have fire. We still have power, but it's different from theirs. And then have a masculine counterpart who is in alignment with you. I mean, you would be creating things that you could never imagine you could do. I it's a it. power you know within and on the outside too I had a dream it was probably when I was around 35 just shortly before I met my partner now and in that dream I was both woman and man I was one being and it just felt like the most divine dream ever and, and being that person it was just both it was the best dream I ever had <laughs> yeah see yeah it feels good and I think I, it was my yin and yang energy merging, my divine yes. feminine, divine masculine energy merging. And I think my business started to take off more also around that time because I really got more done and just had more support, like masculine energy in my business. Yeah, I think in, on this social media thing we're on, there's a lot of hype about doing feminine way. And, yeah. and I get it. Here's the thing. It, it works for those who have mastered the, the uh, masculine side, right. the go-getter, the pusher, the, you know, like they, they've mastered that. So they need to learn that, hey, you need to add this to it. You need to bring in the feminine so that you can find that balance and really do what you're here to do. But it's not for everybody. I think the way it's being ad advertised is making it sound like only the feminine way right. is good. And right. the masculine, and it's very sad. Every time I see them, I'm like, no, mm. no, 
that's not right. Like, no, here's the thing, feminine energy. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. You know, you tune into yourself, you're very present in yourself. And then you begin to receive these seeds of inspiration, of ideas, of vision. And so you open your eyes and you have this beautiful vision of what you want to create. That's the feminine. It stays there. I am holding the seed right here. I have put it in the power, the whatever it needs to grow. And then it stays there. If your masculine aspect of yourself is on board, you turn around and give it to your masculine aspect. Here you go. Go let it grow. Put it on the ground. Let it feed it. All of that. Like put it into action. Let's put the plants in place, the system, the structure in place. The divine, the divine masculine, I'm going to call it that way, but it's the masculine aspect of the self will step in and be like, this is how we're going to do it. This is the path. This is what we're going to do. And then you can create it, you can bring it into fruition. You need both. It's the same as the, if you were just in the masculine energy, you just go and go and go in. Like you just don't stop. And it's like, what are you creating? Mm-hmm. Are you even creating things that you really want to create? that fulfill you or are you just doing it? And that's what you usually see. They're very, um, what do you call it? Like go-getters or that's a word. Where they just like type go a achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> achieve, achieve, achieve. And they, they don't stop. And all of a sudden they reach a point in their life where they begin to question everything they've created. And they begin to notice they've missed the, the divine feminine within them this whole time. And so yeah. they begin to create or come back to that balanced and that makes them unstoppable some of the most amazing people i follow including yourself my love (laughs) (laughs) they really show what it's like to be in balance with both it's not about one or the other one is not bad and one is not good we're supposed to be in balance you know we've lived in a society where it's just women and we knew i mean that was out of balance too trust me and then we've also experienced when there's the masculine energy we we know it is still happening right now mm-hmm. where we're going is when those two come together and learn to dance and it starts from within yourself are you going to accept your masculine aspect of yourself get to know him because i promise you, you've been working with him and you didn't even know He's the reason why, and I'm, I'm using he to just kind of solidify of that course. energy. You notice that it's because of that aspect of yourself that you're able to move forward as you have, like you mm. need to get to know these aspects of yourself and, and take it in. There's no good or bad. If you, if you're working with a mentor who says feminine way is the best, you run away. <laughs> so true. <laughs> run far away. Cause that is not the case that yeah. you're limiting yourself when you do that I love that you're so grounded and practical with everything you say and how you show up and with your work and it's so important no matter who you work with be it men or women that they all strive to find that same balance that you have so tell me a bit more about your goddess program that is coming up what is yes, happening oh my in God, there it's me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, that's excited. So like what's happening <laughs> So I have this one year mentorship with me and it is an initiatory journey to come back to yourself. And on this journey, you know, I bring in tools such as the, you know, the wisdom of the tarot that really allows you to dive deep into the mystery of yourself. I bring in numerology, astrology, of course, the healing aspect. I mean, everything that I've learned is in, I bring it in to help you move into yourself. 
Wow. And so I call it Goddess Unleashed because at the end, you, the true you, flowers and blossom and you get to know yourself. You're like, this is who I am. This is, it, it also awakens the aspect of yourself that have been dormant. So I do DNA activations in there too. And so what, what happens at the end of the year, and it happens every single time, this will be fourth year that I'm doing this program. And some of the women have been with me since the beginning, and they still go through this every year. I love <laughs> yeah. it. And it gets better and better and better because each year they they explore or they embody a new aspect of themselves. And I see this, the transformation. And I always, now I stop them and be like, okay, look at who you are right now. Take account, journal some things. And then at the end of the year, we come back and so that they can see the journey. And I don't even have to walk them through. They can see it. They can feel it. Their life shows the proof. Their business shows the proof because they're more, in alignment with who they are. They are true to the core. And that's the whole part of this. It's like remembering who you are in your own essence. And especially the goddess, you know, that is within and that we all are. We need to step away from putting the goddess on the pedestal and start to see ourselves as the goddesses as well. Oh, I love it. What that even means, you know, being yeah. human. Yeah. You know, it's the merging of the divine and the human. It's like, I can be both. I can be one. Actually, they need to be one so that I can do what I came here to do. And operating from that place, you know, it you become unstoppable in a good way, you know, like in an aligned, heart-centered way with, with vision clear, with the fire and the boldness and the courage to help you move through anything that comes your way. And that's the thing with this journey is that, you, you, you get to learn how to work with your challenges. So you get to see what challenges will be coming for you. And you also get to learn the tools that are available for you. We all have these tools, whether we're aware of them or not, that's the, you know, that's the, the next part. But you get to see these tools and you get to work with these challenges to break through these challenges over and over. So you get to a point where you're like, yeah, challenges are part of my life path. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll, you know, I'll move through it kicking and screaming. I might get burnt a little bit, but I'm going to move through it because I know what's on the other side. I know who I'm becoming on the other side. And that's what, you know, I teach them. Like, we're not here to skip the challenges. Being a goddess doesn't mean that you don't have issues. If you look at the lives of the goddesses, it was not easy mm -hmm. at all for them. And it's because they mastered those challenges that they now are called goddesses. So true. why do we think that when we step into that, we're not going to have any problems? Like that's just, you know. <laughs> One of the challenges many of my clients face is that they're moms, mompreneurs. They have their businesses, careers, and they have their kids. And I'm sure some of them might be asking themselves, like, how does Abigail do all of this? I mean, you write books, you're a publisher, you have this academy, you have a podcast, like there's not one thing you don't have. <laughs> you're everywhere and doing so many amazing things so my question and I'm sure all of the listeners it's like how do you do that how do you combine motherhood with a little one it's not even you know a grown-up kid yet so a teenager but really little child I know your husband works out of the home so he's not yes. in your home right so. just, yeah I'm at home with my son yes how yeah do you um, do that? the easy way to say it is that I flow with the cycle of our lives. Wow. So once I had him, I knew that I couldn't do business the same way. And it's not like I will be able to figure it out and then it will stick to it for, 
you know, until he's grown and in college or, you know, leaves the home, whatever, you know, it's like, I have to continue to evolve and adapt with him. And my business, since it's an extension of me, has to do the same thing. And so I had to have grace for myself. At the beginning, I, sometimes I would cry mm-hmm. because I wanted to do things like I used to do when it was just me, like having days where I'm just on fire and, you know, sit down and write everything down, record videos. And I get so many ideas that most of them, I don't even have the time to write it down. I had to learn to ask my higher self to take notes and remind me when I am like, when I have time to sit down and write it down. Like that was one of the tools that I did. That has been, it's like having your own VA. Amazing to hire self as a virtual assistant. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I'll be like, hire self. Oh, that's a great idea. Please remind me when I have time to do it. And I will remember, like it will come in at a time that I I can write it down or create it. So I, I had to really, this is where, really being in tune. This is a feminine way, being in tune with the cycle. Like if my son needs me, I am going to go. It's not going to influence my business because my business is in flow with what I'm doing. What is important? You know, I have to remember why am I doing this business? It's so that I can create a life of freedom, not just for myself, Mm -hmm. but for my husband, for my, my son, especially my son. That's why I'm doing this. So if my business it's not allowing me to do that, then what's the point? Nothing is going to work, right? So I had to be clear with that. What is, why am I doing this? What is my why? And then everything I do remind myself. So, you know, like if I'm doing an interview, like now I'll tell him, hey, mommy will be done in an hour and he will pop up if it is an hour. You know? <laughs> and he, sometimes he's very upset. He's very intuitive and, and gifted like I am. Wow. And sometimes he'll get very upset where he's trying to like close my laptop, like you're done get off, you know, and I have to honor that. And what I realized that when I flow with the the cycle of my evolution and in sync with his, his growth and his evolution, everything else will flow around it. It's like, there's a core of all of this. And once you are in sync with that, everything else will also arrange itself beautifully. Oh, you know, like my business, beautiful. I don't do one-on-ones right now because I don't have the capacity right. or the time to do that right now. And it's okay. And it took me a while to get used to that. You know, that's something that I was kicking and screaming, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I even was advertising it sometimes and nobody would step in. I was like, okay, fine. I get a spirit. I give up, you know, so you really have to surrender. What are you being asked? You have to be in tune with yourself, you know, in tune with your children. What is important? I know it's your children. Mm -hmm. I know it is. And it's also you because I got to take care of myself too. You know, right now there's a lot on my plate and I got to find a way to rejuvenate my spirit, my energy, my body, all of it. It's a non-negotiable. If I don't do it, I'm not able to show up as I am, you know, and there are days that I wake up, I think I have plans for my business and it won't happen. And I have to be okay with that because at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that happened. (laughs) I feel so good right now, you know? So there's a, there's an aspect of surrender. So first clarity, why are you doing this? What is the reason? What are you trying to create with your business? Most of us would say, you know, more money so I can take care of my family, create the freedom so that we can get to travel and just experience life to the fullest, right? Write that down somewhere, you know, and it's okay if your children interrupt you. 
this is something that I, I put in place at the beginning. I mean, I would breast, I would be breastfeeding my son while I was doing my group calls or he would wow. sit on my lap and do you hear oh, the giggle sometimes. I realized that he is part of my journey. Yeah. There's no separation there. You know, it's like, oh, you need to be over here and I'm doing my business. I brought him in and you know, it, this, uh, I got to a point where he even felt good. It's like, oh my gosh, he's learning. Yeah, and when he was old enough, he tried to take over, you know. <laughs> so I'll be talking and he would like pop in and start talking to him, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, you know, I had to bring my son in. So, how can you bring your children in the cycle in the way that is balanced? That's something that you will have to figure out. There's no cookie cutter formula for it. You know yourself, you know your children, you know your business. You got to find that balance in all of that. And don't let anybody tell you that what you're doing is the wrong way. It's not. Beautiful. It's the right for you and your family. So, yeah, it's, it's just there's an aspect of surrender and grace and compassion in that journey. Because you, there's many days you're going to be like, well, so-and-so looks like they're doing good because, you know, they don't have children and they, you know, and we compare and it's like, stop that. I've no, I, one of my favorite mentors, like she kills it and family is number one for her. Like she kills it in business and she will not, she, she, she does not hesitate to cancel a call because her, her sons need her, her, her family, number one mm. business is somewhere over there. And yet she is killing it in business. So that should tell you something yeah, here. Definitely. Yeah. You can make it work. Yeah. I think that's super empowering to hear for all moms. Yeah. It's important. Like we need to stop beating ourselves up. We have, when we become moms, we create our own cycle. And usually you can find yourself trying to fit in the old, old cycle that is like wobbly. It's like, Hey, I'm ready to go. Why am I still moving? You know, mm -hmm. or you can jump into the new cycle that is like, Hey, this is how, this is the new way we're going to be operating. And that cycle is going to keep changing because you're, you know, my son, when he was a baby, it was easy. You know, now he's a toddler. So I, it's like, I have to change everything again to, and it's going to continue changing. Mm -hmm. You have to be adaptable. It's okay. It's okay. How many we, how many hours a week do you want to work? I, I don't want to work too much. I want to spend most of my time with him dilly dallying. And I want to just spend just a couple of hours on business. Mm -hmm. And I know I can because I asked spirit to send me the, what do you call it, The proof that that's possible. My mentor is an example. I'm surrounded by women who can do that, who are also mothers and are killing it in business. Oh, it's right. a testimony. So if you, if you're having a hard time about this, ask spirit to send you proof that you can be a mama and still succeed in business. And I promise you spirit won't won't fail on this you will be surrounded by people like that yeah I love it like anybody listening I will link up Abigail's all of her social media her website her goddess unleashed program her podcast you should subscribe to her YouTube channel she does so many amazing things you should follow her everywhere <laughs> there's no doubt about it Abigail you're such a blessing that we have you here in this world I know it's not easy to be here <laughs> <laughs> 
it's getting easy. It's getting mm. easy now. <laughs> yeah. Then we get to co-create amazing things while we're here. Yes. And so I very much want people to feel inspired listening to this, to go connect with Abigail on all these different platforms, say hi to her on social media. I'm just so grateful that you made the time knowing that you have a child and that the hours you spent in your business are very much chosen, right? Yes. So I feel very honored that you chose to be with me here doing this. Thank you so much. I love you, sister. I love you. I too. will spend time with you any day. You let me know. You know this. We have so much fun. I know. And there's always so much to discuss as well. So I, yes. I will probably ask you to be back. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's make it happen. So yes. thank you so much, Abigail. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, my love. Thank you for having me. And lots of kisses. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.